Welcome to Lost in the Supermarket, the podcast that goes behind the shelves with a look at the latest grocery trends, the latest health information, and how to make every shopping trip the best it can be for your shoppers. I'm Phil Limpert, and on today's podcast, we talk about how the produce department is nature's pharmacy. Take a healthy stand, and the produce department is nature's pharmacy is our title. Grocery shoppers have more on their plates than ever before. They're time-pressed and focused on convenience and health for their families. They're also looking for simple solutions and sustainability, and they don't want to give up great taste. During today's podcast, registered dietitian nutritionist Megan Roosevelt, founder and CEO of Healthy Grocery Girl, and John Chamberlain, vice president of marketing at Limonera, introduce you to Take a Healthy Stand. This program is designed to assist retailers in meeting all the shoppers' needs. This fast-paced podcast also addresses produce as nature's pharmacy. Limonera is a $500 million global agribusiness, a leader in sustainability, and has a harvest at Limonera, a 500-acre live walk work community with school facilities, parks and athletic fields, and miles of hiking trails. Limonera has 15,000 acres of land in California, Arizona, Chile, and Argentina. Their Take a Healthy Stand educational campaign utilizes research that's supported by the National Institute of Health to help consumers with easy and delicious ways to optimize health. One of the many components of Take a Healthy Stand is the Produce Department is Nature's Pharmacy. Their new app, which cross-tabulates 55 health concerns and desired outcomes with 74 fruits and vegetables. John is also the head of Produce Marketing Association Sustainability Committee and is a member of United Fresh Washington, D.C. Marketing Committee. He sits on the board of the Ventura County Economic Development Association as well. Megan is a registered dietitian nutritionist, founder and CEO of Healthy Grocery Girl, and the host and producer for the number one family-friendly dietitian channel on YouTube with over 4 million total views. Megan is the spokesperson for Limonera's Take a Healthy Stand campaign and video host and producer for their YouTube channel, featuring weekly citrus-inspired recipes, DIY, lifestyle, and beauty videos. She is an internationally published author, host, producer, as well as a nutrition expert for regional and national TV and magazine. Her passion is sharing simple, healthy recipes that the whole family can enjoy. John and Megan, welcome to Lost in the Supermarket. Thank you, Phil. Thanks for having us. So, John, let's start with you. Uh, Can you describe Take a Healthy Stand? What's it all about? Yeah, so we found that based on research, consumers are choosing to make the most of their caloric intake. Um, You've probably heard about the growth of functional foods, and they are set to outpace the growth of conventional foods around the world across both developed and emerging markets globally. And three-fourths of U.S. consumers believe that healthy foods and beverages can be used to increase the quality of their lives. In addition, more than a quarter of Americans believe functional foods and beverages can be used in place of some medicines. Many consumers are using foods and beverages to prevent and treat many health concerns, including heart disease, high blood pressure, lack of energy, intestinal irregularity, and many other conditions. So the foundation for our Take a Healthy Stand campaign is simple messaging that's supported by research by the Institute of National Health and other responsible objective organizations. So John and Megan, you know, I think I need both of you to weigh in on this. With everything that you just said, with the fact that three quarters of consumers get it, they understand that what you put in your body is going to relate to how you feel, how how well you live. 
Why aren't more people doing that? Why aren't more people eating more fruits and vegetables? Megan, why don't you answer it first and then I'll throw it to John. I think one of the number one barriers to adding more fruits and vegetables into your diet is time. People are busy, uh, they're working, they're raising families, and produce can sometimes take a little bit more prep than a convenience item from washing to chopping and finding really enjoyable ways to cook and prepare produce. So I think time is one of the big factors that people feel or maybe um, are not confident in the kitchen for how to easily prepare recipes, which is where dietitians and retail dietitians can really come into play to educate and equip shoppers and consumers with how to do that. Um, And the second is just education. I think that we all get stuck in our ways of the favorite foods that we like to enjoy. Um, And so again, with the retail dietitians and dietitians, we can really help educate families, shoppers, consumers on not only the benefits of these foods, but really how to easily incorporate them into our everyday life. So John, if you had an unlimited budget, blank check, to get consumers to eat more fruits and vegetables, what would you do? As you know, Megan just said, it's communication. So I think it would be just going out and ensuring and working with different organizations because you can't do everything yourself, but working and partnering with others. I mean, we do it already, but I think we would just amplify it and share each other's messages about, okay, it's not that hard, it's easy, and you can do things in advance. And um, yeah, of course, you know, put more money behind it too. And, you know, certainly if I look at Megan's videos, um, especially on the recipes, there's a lot of assets that are available to whether it's retail dietitians or culinarians or produce managers. Uh, to be able to use your videos to educate their shoppers. Yeah, I mean, Megan does a great job with the videos. They're they're fast, they're paced. More people are living on their phones right now too, and they're really, really busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, think of it. You know, you're you're a mom. You're out there. You're shopping. It's one of many tasks you've got to do. So you want to make it as easy as you can do to get the information and create recipes and make meals that are just easy and not too intensive. So, John, you tell me that the produce department is nature's pharmacy. What does that really mean? Okay, so this kind of goes back to the fact that everybody is very, very busy. You know, things are speeding up for everybody. So we're trying to make things as easy as possible. And we want to have people eat in a a more healthy and sustainable way. So... And we've also seen that consumers are quick to turn to the pharmacy or supplement aisle to aid or prevent common ailments. So what we've done is we've created an app and it's called the Produce Department is Nature's Pharmacy. And it shows consumers that much of what they uh, what they need can easily and inexpensively be found in the produce aisle. And so we've cross-tabulated 57 health concerns, including the need to increase good cholesterol, prevent cardiovascular disease or ease insomnia, as well as desired outcomes, including improving energy levels or reducing wrinkles with 74 fruits and vegetables. All of, the, all of these can be found in the produce section of the most grocery stores, and they contain 12 essential vitamins and 11 essential minerals, and they address these concerns or help with desired outcomes. And by selecting a concern or an outcome, the app then generates foods in the produce aisle that can help consumers achieve their health goals. It's just one part of take a healthy stand, and we're doing other things too. So, Megan, as a registered dietitian, one of the things that I hear often is instead of taking supplements, if we could get these 
vitamins and nutrients from real food. It's going to be better absorbed in our system. It's just a better quality of nutrition. Would you agree with that? I would. And medication is definitely needed at times. It is life-saving. But for many individuals, it may not be the necessary first step to be able to help to uh, cure, prevent, or reduce symptoms of what someone is going through. Autoimmune diseases are on the rise. Uh, Many people either have or know someone who struggles with diabetes, heart health, a food allergy condition, and food really is medicine. And nutritional therapy is something that a lot of people can turn to once we really start to understand how different specific foods can support our health. Um, People can see big improvements in their health, a uh, reduction in symptoms that they may be struggling by turning to food as medicine, whether in whole or in addition to complement the medication that they're on. And a lot of people do find that when they're turning to food as medicine, sometimes they're able to come off certain medications, which overall long-term can be a lot more affordable for people. It definitely helps to fix or solve the root cause of what their conditions may be versus where medications can sometimes be a band-aid or a mask. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what people really want. They don't want to just temporarily solve their conditions and have to be on medication for the rest of their lives. But a lot of people really want to essentially be healed from or put into remission these conditions that they're struggling with and feel better. And so we go to the grocery store on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. We all need to eat. And so why not, if we're already eating, why not eat the foods that are going to help really nourish our body, help us be whole and healthy. And this app that we've created is a really great resource and a place to educate and get more information. And then in addition to the recipe videos that we create, which most of our recipe videos are 60 seconds or less, they're quick to watch. We post uh, the recipes on um, our website, healthygrocerygirls.com, and also on the Luminera website, where people can just view or print the recipes as well. So we make it really accessible for people to really learn how to incorporate food as medicine. So I would also think that in addition for consumers to have the produce department as Nature's Pharmacy app on their mobile device, RDs, retail dietitians, should have it as well because, you know, at, at a moment's notice, you can just access all this information. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about retail dietitians. Why do you think it's important to work with retail dietitians, Megan? Retail dietitians are really up-to-date and knowledgeable about current dietary trends, special diets, and really helping people put together quick, easy meals. And for many people, a retail dietitian is a much more accessible expert that they can connect with because you can schedule an appointment and have a consultation with a registered dietitian. However, we go to the grocery store, like I said, every every week. And so if there is a retail dietitian who speaks so accessible, is right there at a place that you're frequently visiting, that's a really great resource for consumers to connect with an expert, get that information. So we want to support the experts that are supporting consumers to really be healthy and live their best life. And also, you know, to your point of being experts, you know, registered dietitians um, have to be certified. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of training involved. Uh, they they are, truly are the experts versus a lot of consumers today um, going out there and just Googling something, uh, half of which comes up correct, half of which comes up wrong. But we don't know what's right and we don't know what's wrong. So there's the problem. And also, we've got a whole bunch of people out there now 
that are perceived as experts who are not registered dietitians, who don't have the training and very often don't have any either medical or scientific background. So how can a consumer make sure that, you know, the information that they're getting or that they're reading online is accurate? You make a really good point, and I'm glad that you brought that up. I always like to say that all registered dietitians are nutritionists, but not all nutritionists are registered dietitians. (laughs) And just like you said, registered dietitians, we go through a minimum of four to six years of school, receiving a bachelor's of science and health and nutrition. We then go on to do a one to two year dietetic internship, which is essentially working in hospitals, outpatient clinics community centers, WIC, dialysis centers, all these different facets of where dietitians may work. So we really get to see what what is it like working with all these different types of populations and communities. We then sit for an RD exam, which is very extensive. And then we're required to do continuing education credits, going to seminars, reading books, going to conferences, uh, research studies, so that we're staying up to date with the most recent research studies and information out there to keep our credentials. Anyone can call themselves a nutritionist because there's no regulation for the word just nutritionist or health coach. Um, There's a lot of online courses that maybe you can take within six months or a year even and, and have the title health coach or nutritionist, but it's definitely not the same as um, a registered dietitian. And it's also important to note that a registered dietitian is the only nutrition expert that's recognized by the medical community as a true nutrition expert. So if you wanted to go work in a hospital, you would have to have those registered dietitian credentials. You couldn't just be a health coach or a nutritionist. So the simplest answer to your question is you just need to make sure that who you're working with, who you're seeking out is a registered dietitian, or we also go by registered dietitian nutritionist and ensure that is RD or RDN. Those are the credentials you want to look for. You may see additional credentials such as a certified diabetic educator, someone maybe specialized in sports nutrition. You may see someone with lots of letters after their name, but the most important is RD or RDN. Got it. So John, we hear a lot about sustainability, especially in in the world of produce and, and agriculture. Is there a connection between sustainability and nutrition? Yeah, and this is a really important topic. So we were just recently at the Produce uh, Association, the PMA in um, Anaheim, and there was a panel on it discussing it because a lot is going on in the world. So we've got changes in the physical environment. Those, you know, there's climate change, there's altered access to water, you know, and they directly impact human health as well as the ability to produce food. And you know, the world's population is, you know, just growing exponentially and may exceed 9 billion by 2050. And there's also an unprecedented increase in the global middle class. And so all of this is taxing resources. We know in California that water's been a huge issue when we need water for both urban uses and agricultural uses. So it just impacts our food and impacts the nutrition in the food. So now you're also seeing with the global middle class growing the demand for animal-based products oils and processed beverages and snacks and that's impacting nutrition so the health status and megan knows this too and i'm sure you guys do too phil is that it's growing more complex we've got unacceptably high prevalence of obesity infections 
and si simultaneous risks of nutrition-related non-communicable diseases, including type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular diseases, diseases, and cancers. And the food system is primary, the primary delivery vehicle for nutrition efforts, you know, to ameliorate nutrition-related health concerns, and, and they're subject to the above pressure. So climate is changing, and we're impacting the food system, and therefore also impacting the nutrition of people and what they're eating. So when we talk about nutrition, different populations here in the U.S. and certainly globally have different needs and different accessibility when it comes to nutrition. We hear a lot about food deserts. John, what are you doing to work in these food deserts to make sure that these populations are also getting high quality, healthy produce? Everything kind of intersects with each other. And you see disparity with respect to incomes around the world. So unfortunately, people at the lower income levels, uh, you know, it's impacted by, you know, grocery and, you know, food service. They just don't have access to fresh, fresh food. It's not, mm -hmm. it's not easy. Right. It's easy to get a bag of Cheetos. It's not as easy to get a fresh apple, you know, or some other or some great vegetables. Mm -hmm. And not only that, these populations, they really haven't been educated about nutrition and how to get good food or, or fresh food. So we're working with a group. They're wonderful. It's called uh, Lemonade Day and they're in Houston. And mm -hmm. they teach kids, this is a separate thing, but they teach kids about entrepreneurship, which is another thing that we're kind of lacking in the United States. Just teaching about how to be an entrepreneur. Not everybody needs to go to a four-year college. Not everybody, you know, there's trade schools and there's some great, you know, courses. And this one guy who developed this restaurant chain called Raising Canes uh, is, he was behind it and he was, he's uh, one of the members of uh, Lemonade Day or one of the sponsors of Lemonade Day. So there's over a million families in the program throughout the United States that take part. Part of our mission with Lemonade Day is to help them get healthy produce into these areas of the country that don't have access to fresh food, which is, which are called food deserts. So when I take a look at what we're doing, what we're talking about as far as sustainability and, and nutrition and food deserts and everything that we've talked about, what comes to mind is education, top of the list. What are you both doing? And, and Megan, why don't we start with you? What are you both doing to teach future generations about this intersection of agriculture and nutrition? Well, social media is such a great way to reach people of all generations, but specifically a younger population. Um, a lot of younger people are on social media. And so it's a really mm -hmm. great way to be relevant, being on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and so the content that we create and put out there is definitely a way to reach people, to teach them um, about nutrition. But also, again, going back to working with uh, the grocery stores, with retail dietitians, a lot of younger population go grocery shopping with their parents. And so it's a great way for them as they're accompanying their parents at the grocery store. We create different campaigns to support these different grocery stores, the different initiatives. Uh, we can put together recipe videos for those stores, creating in-store sampling um, with little recipe cards, in-store events. We really like to support the grocery stores that are providing Luminara Citrus um, because that's just another place that people are going to not only grocery shop, but get information. And John, what are you doing to really teach people about agriculture? 
Well, in, in addition to all the great things that Megan just mentioned, we're very lucky. So Lehman Air is a 126-year-old company, and it started by pioneers. It just came out. So we have a great ranch out here, and we bring third and fourth graders out here. And the kids, many of these kids don't really understand where their mm. food comes from. You know, they just think it shows up at the grocery store. Right. So we show them our lemon and avocado groves, and then we take them through our packing house and show them our sustainability projects. And, you know, kids are really interested in... You know, they hear about climate change. They, you know, it's it's kind of a scary topic for them. And so we, we want to help them address it and show how people, you know, Lehman Air and others are really helping with being sustainable. So we have, sure. you know, seven solar orchards across our company and they produce 7 million kilowatt hours. Um, and it helps to reduce a lot of CO2, 86,000 tons of CO2 over a 25 year period. So we, t- we teach them about that. And then we have a in adjacent to our our major solar field here on the ranch, we've got a Tesla 400 kilowatt scalable energy storage system, and it reduces energy. So if, you know, you're starting to see brownouts and you're seeing energy losses, I mean, we've got fire damage in California, mm-hmm. you know, you want to have systems where you can use the energy, especially in high energy day parts. So you can discharge the battery and use the battery, uh, the store or the electricity from battery to use. And then we also have little English miniature sheep that run underneath the solar panels. And, you know, they grace. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Let me go back. Yeah. You have miniature sheep. Yeah. The miniature sheep are really hard workers. um, And they're. uh, And so instead of having a bunch of guys out here with weed whackers underneath the solar panels. Right. You know, you got the sheep and the sheep are out there and they're working really hard. And you see this in Europe a lot, you know, where on uh, they're just part of the natural way of, you know, making sure that the pastures and everything are are maintained and not overgrown. So the sheep are working out here. You know, they're under the solar panels, the Tesla battery project. Um, then we also have uh, seven patented water technology ponds. And water is a huge issue. And so this these ponds treat 3 million gallons of water to California Title II 22 drinking standards. So it's just, we're, and we get the water from our packing house, and we also get the water from our farm worker housing. Artificial intelligence hasn't gotten to a point yet where the lemon will fall off the tree automatically into a bin. So <laughs> you need people to actually pick the lemons. Right. And it's very expensive to live in California. And these people really do the hardest work of all. And so we have, you know, 258 farm worker homes for our ag families. And the water is processed through these panted water ponds and then also from our packing house to clean water standards. And then another thing that we teach them about is what's going on with landfills. And there's legislation in California and I think in other states, too nationally that says we're filling up our landfills too much and there's too much methane that comes out of the landfills mm-hmm. so or out of landfills that depletes the ozone layer so instead of the green waste from your home going to a landfill it goes to a, a 10 acre facility on our property that treats it and there's there's too much um, nitrogen in it but what we do is we we grind it up with um, wood materials and old doors and things like that. And then you age it and it reduces nitrogen fertilizer and reduces our water by a third. It creates a really healthier woodstock. So I think the kids are really interested in that. They're interested in where their food comes from. They like to know about the different citrus varieties. 
And they also like to know that, you know, the lemons go not only to the grocery store here, but it goes to grocery stores all over the United States and around the world. So, John, it sounds like what you guys are doing is fabulous and, and really at the lead of what all of agriculture should be doing from educating kids, educating and working with retail dietitians, all the assets that you've got. If people want to download the Produce Department is Nature's Pharmacy app, how can they do that? So it's available on the Apple Store and it's also on Google Play. So we have an Android version and also the Apple version. And we would love it. And we so Megan's talked about the different ways in which we can use take a healthy stand, but we really want to support the retail dietitians and nutritionists and grocery stores and try to help them with easy information too. So everything can be customizable and with their messaging too, because they've got their own programs, which are wonderful, and we just want to augment them. Terrific. Well, Megan, John, thanks so much for joining us today on Lost in the Supermarket. Thank you very much, Phil. Thanks for having us.